Welcome back to Long Distance Work Life, where we help you lead, work, and thrive in remote and hybrid teams. I'm Marissa Eikenberry, a fellow remote worker, and joining me is my co-host and remote expert, Wayne Trammell. That would be me. Hi. (laughs) Uh, Today, we're going to talk about burnout and what that looks like on remote teams. And so I kind of wanted to start off with, and we've talked about this in some episodes before and some of the episodes that Wayne has done with some of our amazing guests, that working remotely can sometimes make us feel like we have to be on all the time. There's this, it's, it's hard to separate ourselves. It's hard to turn off everything. And I found some studies and I'll link to them in the show notes that like 86% of employees who work from home full time are experiencing burnout uh, compared to 81% of hybrid and 71% of in-person. So like we're all burning out right now. And so the question I wanted to start off uh, with you, Wayne, was is working remotely making us more stressed? I'm going to surprise you with my answer. Okay. Um, which is not really. But the reason I say that is we're just all stressed all the time anyway. Fair. Yeah. Look at the world it's we're living like in right now. not like when we were in the office, it was the Garden of Eden and there was no stress. And, and this is something that those of us who have been advocating for remote work for a long time have to own is we've been painting this utopian picture of working from home as the antidote. You don't have to commute. You don't have to do this. and You don't have to do that. And you can be left to your own devices and life is good. But the fact of the matter is that just the way we work in 21st century society mm-hmm. Burns us out, as my old man used to say, they call it work for a living. (laughs) Uh, And so I think that there are different types of burnout and there are different causes. I think that when you burn out working from home, the crash and burn can be worse. Okay. And, And that's where I think the important difference is. Yeah. Well, and we were talking about this a little bit too, that like, you know, the fact that when we're working remotely, there's there's all of this extra stuff that we don't necessarily have when we're working in the office. You know, some of us are working more hours than we have ever done before because we're having a hard time separating uh, digital presenteeism, which I know we talked about for the sick day episode that, you know, we're spending all of this time just letting people know that we're actually even working. Well, um, it's it's a, a, a few things. I mean, we talk about work-life balance, but the fact is very few people achieve work-life balance. And the burnout problem is significantly worse among women than it is among men. That doesn't and, surprise me. And the reason for that is... Um, when you are working from home, most, and I'm going to be talking generality. Of course. Norms here. Your mileage may vary. Uh, but if you're a woman who goes to work, you drop the kids off at work and maybe dad picks them up or the sitter picks them up or whatever. And when you're at work, you're at work more or less. And that's where your head's at. Right. When you're working at home, the lines get very blurry. And whereas if I'm working at the office and I get up and I want to stretch my legs or go to the coffee machine, I get up and I stretch my legs and I go to the coffee machine. If I'm working from home and I get up, it's probably because the kids are screaming at me and something needs to be done. And Tommy is touching me and make that stop. And, you know, there's all the, there is no downtime. 
right? unless we create and master our own downtime. And most people do not do a particularly good job of that. Uh, the other thing is that if you are in the office and you are starting to burn out, it's pretty apparent. Yeah, you can see you know, it. <laughs> whether it's your work mates or your boss, there's stuff going on that is visible because you are visible to right. those around you. What happens when we work remotely is because of the presenteeism, I can't see whether you're sitting. In, I can see that you're sitting at your desk. I can't see if you're sitting in your desk with your head in your hands, <laughs> dreading the coming of sunrise. Right. Uh, and, and so it's easy to hide the signs of stress when we are not visible to each other. And it's it's interesting. I looked up uh, from the Mayo Clinic signs mm -hmm. of burnout. Yeah, great. And they have 10. And what's really interesting is only three of them are overtly physical. I can kind of see that. So, you know, just as you go down the list, have you become cynical or critical at work? Okay. Right? Is your overall attitude more negative than positive? Right. From, and, and remember, we're starting from wherever you started, right? If you're a cynical, crusty old guy like me. You may not notice. <laughs> it, it, it may take a while to notice that I am cynicaler and crustier than usual. Um, but, you know, do you drag yourself to work and have trouble getting started? It's mm -hmm. funny, as crusty and cynical as I can be, I actually hit my desk running most days. Right. Yeah. Right. I was going to say you're a morning person. Uh, have you become irritable or patient with coworkers, customers, or clients? And this one, it's usually when this happens mm -hmm. that your teammates start to go, hey, what's going on? That's fair. Uh, do you lack the energy to be consistently productive? Do you find it hard to concentrate? Uh, do you lack satisfaction from your achievements? And do you feel disillusioned about your job? I, everybody that I've known mm -hmm. who's suffered from burnout, myself included, although I am not dealing with this at this exact moment, but I'm an old man and I've dealt with this before. Right. Um, why bother? When okay. you hear yourself ask that question, or when you hear yourself asking that questions of others about your work, it's a pretty good sign that you are at peak burnout. That makes a lot of sense. Now you get to the actual physical things, right? Are you using food, drug, alcohol? Of course. In different, and, and they are all equally destructive and equally recreational, depending on how you use them, right? Right. But are you doing it to mask your feelings? Uh, have your sleep habits changed? Mm -hmm. um, it's And it's funny. Some people, when they're burnout, go into fetal positions and just spend all their time sleeping. Others can't sleep at all, which exacerbates the physical symptoms. Of course. Yeah, Burn you're even more crankier, as we talked about earlier. Exactly. And the other thing is that you get the mystery ailments, right? Whether those are headaches, uh, stomach problems, bowel problems, uh, various 
physical complaints. Right. And that's when your when your doctor might say, "Hey, what the heck are you doing to yourself?" Right. But it's interesting when we're in the office, you can kind of tell, right? If somebody's running to the bathroom every five minutes, or they're sitting with their head in their hands, or they're obviously physically out of sorts, and they're we tired. See that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We see that. We we detect other people's energy, and so uh, a lot of these things there attitude, the way that they're dealing with coworkers and clients are things that we have to pick up, but we don't pick them up either as leaders or coworkers mm -hmm. or friends or whatever until something is seriously amiss. So as for, for leaders that are listening to this podcast, how do they try and get ahead of that? Because it sounds like based on what you're saying, like most of the time burnout's caught too late. Well, it is because it starts internally. Right. Right. And for a long time, most people fake it. <laughs> right. Fair. Even when you're feeling, it, it, there's no other way to put it. Right. I feel like hot garbage, but nobody cares. And I've got a job to do. And I am a professional, darn it. And so I'm putting on my best face. Yeah. Well, in some um, case, you don't want to talk about the reason why you're burning out, too. So it's like, if I look like I'm doing well, people won't ask me about it. <laughs> exactly right. And so the the we mask a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's only when we can't hide it anymore, right? The Freudian slip. Or yes. The, you know, those kinds of things. When we just can't hide it anymore and it kind of leaking out from behind the mask. Mm -hmm. um, that it starts to get other people's attention. And if we start to see the signs of burnout in ourselves, and then, you know, we go into full denial mode, if we're really good at it, it's going to be really bad before anybody else notices. Right. So I have also noticed that they're, um, and I don't know how great these tools are. Um, we have not used them on our team, just for full disclosure. But I'd be interested to what you think about some of the tools that I've seen nowadays that they're they're trying to do like assessments or check-ins in like Slack, you know. And so like the manager's not actually checking in one-on-one, -on -one, but they're seeing these results about, oh, you know, Timmy seems like he might be really close to burnout today, but Susie's doing just fine. Yeah, I happen to believe that technology is helpful, mm -hmm. but it will never be as good as actually giving a hoot. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> right. It may indicate, like, there are tools out there that will actually scan Slack for negative terminology that, and negative words. That's right. I have heard about those, too. And and then the manager gets a note and says, hey, do you know that Marissa is being a grumpy bear? Right. Um, which is a combination of kind of cool and deeply creepy. Yes. But here's the thing. What that is designed to do is send a flag to the manager and say, you really need to have a chat with Marissa. Right. Because she's being a grumpy bear and there it may be something going on. Right. Here's the deal, though. If I am having real conversations with you mm -hmm. when we have our coaching conversations, 
I should be listening for those things. I should be asking those questions. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, the one night school course in Mandarin that I took. Okay. I, I found it fascinating that the way you say kind of, hey, hi, hi, how you doing in, in Mandarin is ni hao, uh, but there's also ni hao ma. Ma is a question mark okay. in Chinese. If you hear ma at the end of the thing, it's a sense. It's a question. But it's the difference between, hey, how you doing? And how are you doing? Gotcha. Yeah, I know that there's a lot of languages where it's like that very small thing changes everything. One is a simple greeting, kind of surfacey, you know, how you doing? Good morning, whatever. Yeah. The other is a legitimate request for information. (laughs) Right. (laughs) A little bit more serious. And as leaders as teammates, those types of things, we need to ask, you know, we need to ask me how ma. And and those of you who speak Mandarin and Cantonese are probably already typing horribly critical comments, <laughs> but you get the idea. Right. Um, the thing is, So first is to notice signs of burnout, obviously in yourself, number one. Of course. Right. Number two is if you are a leader, if you are a teammate, if you are a caring, rational human being, you should kind of have your radar up. Okay. Particularly when something tells you something has changed. And this is why if you look at the signs of burnout, it's usually when it affects the customers. Yeah, which makes sense. Radar screen, right? If uh, Wayne was rude to so and so, and he's not normally like that, right? Right, and and it didn't call for it to begin with. And the client says, "Hey, what the heck's going on with Marissa? Do you know what she said to me?" Right, right. And then I have to come and have the conversation, Marissa. What's yeah? What's the deal? Right. So. We usually don't see it in ourselves, and we especially don't see it in other people until there is some external um, evidence that something is amiss. Gotcha. Now, the next thing, of course, is what the heck do you do about it? Right. I was about to ask you that, too. <laughs> and, and I mean, that's the logical next question, right? Right. Um, I think you... Ha- it's very easy to get simplistic, right? Right. Take a nap. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, and this can be a really complex issue. It's an incredibly complex issue. And especially if you are working from home and you are managing the family or sick parents or whatever it mm-hmm. is going on, it's not like your work life is this well-defined, contained little thing that you can treat separate from the rest of your life. Right. You're constantly switching in your head between, you know, wife and employee or daughter and employee or whatever. Exactly right. And so what you need to do, I think, is a couple of things. Number one is, are you in fact burned out and how is that manifesting itself? Mm -hmm. Right. Be very upfront and very honest. Often, you know, therapists and people will tell you to use paper and pencil. You know, what 
is you know, what are the behaviors that tell you you're burned out and what do you think is causing it? Right. On the simplest level, don't do the stuff that causes burnout. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, okay. Problem solved. Yeah. I wish. Um, well, and the, the thing is, it's difficult to do that because once you reach the point of burnout, the internal motivation to change your behavior has already taken a beating. Right. Yeah. You're not motivated to do anything at that you're point. You're not motivated to do it. Changing it, it, changing the behavior or changing the circumstances is more work than just being in a fetal position, letting the world beat you up. Right. Yeah. We're going to do the thing that's easiest to do. Yeah. So you need to identify what are the stressors? What are the things that are burning you out? What is your physical response to that and, mm -hmm. and your mental response to that? And, and be really prescriptive and don't be afraid to get help. And, and yes, there are therapists and there are employee assistance people and all kinds of things out there. And by all means, take advantage of that. Of course. But even with your loved ones and, and your dearest friends, here's what I'm dealing with. I don't know how to change the behavior or change my circumstances so that this isn't happening. Right. Certain things are obvious, more physical exercise, um, managing the time and your connection. And when you are away from the computer, your phone, your devices. You need to be away from your computer, your phone, and your devices. Right. I was going to say, I mean, turning off Slack notifications when you aren't working, it's huge. Actually turning off your phone periodically. That too. Uh, creating quiet places and chances to rejuvenate. Mm -hmm. And that means it could be physical exercise, it could be doing an activity that you enjoy, whatever your hobby is, whatever weird thing gets you out of bed in the morning. <laughs> um, you know, Kevin collects tractors. Once right. a year he goes and he's sitting in a room with a bunch of guys with paddles buying tractors. I don't get the attraction, but it works for him and it makes him happy and it stops him from burning out. So God love him. Yeah. And you and I would rather do some sort of book event or go read books or something. <laughs> Watch a Whatever movie. Whatever it is, right? And even at that, I find myself having to step aside. I, you know, I was writing uh, the book with Kevin, which is going to be out in the beginning of 2023, The Long Distance Team. And at the same time, I was finishing a novel. Well, creative writing, the fiction stuff is normally my release, but I was doing two books Mm -hmm. editing two books at the same time, which was making me crazy. I had yeah. to step away from the novel for a while, mm -hmm. right? Because doing what was fun and doing my hobby was actually making me burn out. Yeah, it wasn't fun anymore. <laughs> so I think the big thing that we need to leave people with mm -hmm. on this is just because you are home, Matter of fact, especially if you are home, you need to look at all of the things that are pulling on your time. Yes. What's in your control? What do you absolutely have to do? What are the things that you have to do by yourself? Mm -hmm. 
you really need to break down and analyze where the stressors are so that you can address them. Right. Because if you're looking at my work-life balance is terrible, that's a huge thing that comprises yeah. nine, you know, every minute of the day that you're not sleeping is part of that. You can't right. get your mitts around that. Right. You can get your mitts around how much time do I spend exercising? You can get your mitts around, am I putting safeguards around my time with at work? Right, yeah. Do I have a set stop time that I do? Yeah, I mean, there's a, a future conversation that we have to have about this whole quiet quitting yes. uh, <laughs> notion that people are doing. But really, that's nothing more than, hey, you're paying me for this and that's what you're going to get. Because it's killing. It's literally killing me. Yeah, it's not really a new concept. We've just finally put a name to it. It's cute. It's alliterative. It's alliterative. People enjoy it. But, you know, it's as old as working. Right. Um, but the thing about burnout, what I would leave, and we're way over our time here today. Um, the thing about burnout is identify what it is doing to you. And identify what the stressors are. Because unless you know both of those components, you can't address it. Right. Then once you identify both those components, it is simple to identify. Yeah, that's the easy part. <laughs> it is not easy. Well, <laughs> it I didn't is say simple. It's easy. <laughs> Yeah, I said it's the easy part. <laughs> Identifying those things is simple. Actually changing the behavior is incredibly hard and you mm -hmm. probably can't do it alone. Right. And that's my message for folks on this. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much for answering this question today. I hope people got a lot out of it. For those of you listening, thank you so much for listening to Long Distance Work Life. For show notes, transcripts, and other resources, make sure to visit longdistanceworklife.com. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, be sure to like and review. That helps our show reach more teammates and leaders just like you. And we do want to thank the two people that have already reviewed our show in the past month. Feel free to contact us via email or LinkedIn with the links in our show notes. Let us know you listened to this episode or even suggest a topic for Wayne and I to tackle in a future episode. And lastly, if you'd like to gain greater confidence for your virtual team, sign up for our demystifying remote leadership video series at longdistanceworklife.com slash video. Thanks for joining us. And as Wayne likes to say, don't let the weasels get you down.